Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. We thank God that we are able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Friday and we are now in ordinary time. This week we are just getting started on our slow reading of the Gospel of Mark. Mark is the Gospel that's been assigned to this particular liturgical year, so from now until November it will be the primary Gospel we read in Worship Each Sunday. If you have any insight or uh, questions that uh, come up uh, throughout our time of prayer and Bible reading, please feel free to send me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 35. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town, so that we may proclaim a message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourselves to the priest, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And he went out, and he began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into any town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. Jesus moves on from Capernaum and into the other villages in Galilee, but the message proclaimed is the same, the kingdom of God has come near. 
He starts by proclaiming the good news in the synagogues, but he continues to proclaim the good news in what he says and what he does in everything that he says and does outside of the synagogue, too. The encounter with a person suffering from leprosy is just such a case in point. Think just for a moment about what would be a sign of God's kingdom coming near, of God's kingdom entering into our world. Would it be a sign that God's kingdom has come near, that God's law would be kept in its perfection so that lepers were separated from the people and so that people could be protected and purity retained according to the word that they find in the law? Or would it be a sign that God's kingdom has come near if the leprosy itself was taken away and the leper made clean in life and relationship for that person restored? The community brought together, made whole, healing, health, wellness. Of course, maybe the second, the removal of leprosy and redemption of the lepers. And that is what is going on wherever Jesus is present. The man suffering from leprosy can see this. He trusts it. He believes it to be so. And that's why he confesses that he knows that if Jesus chooses to do so, he could remove the leprosy and make him whole again. Jesus does desire that very thing. And the man is healed. Jesus actually reaches across the boundary that's been set up to separate this man from from everyone else in order to protect everyone else. He reaches across it and in doing so heals him. And yet, Jesus instructs the same man to go and follow the letter of the law that governs his return to the community. Within that ritual, however, the healed man will discover and hear for himself a verdict that declares that he is in fact cleansed. How interesting it is that the law does not have the power to actually heal the man of his disease, but in some ways, by separating him out and protecting the community, makes things worse. But the power, the law does have the power to give evidence that declares him whole and instructs him to give thanks and praise to God who has saved him and made him well. I wonder if this is the difference between Jesus and the teachers of the law. This might be part of the point of their dispute. If this is the authority that Jesus possesses that other teachers do not. We will have to see how that plays out, but it does look like Jesus is the one with the power and the authority to actually reach across the boundaries that the law has created in order to bring healing, forgive, repair, redeem what has gone wrong with the world, and not just to protect it and limit the damage. So it is that wherever it is that Jesus turns up, where Jesus is present, the kingdom of God truly has come near. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
You, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to give our feet, to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world and heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.